say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam, and I hope the beginning of that didn't get cut off. I looked at it very briefly, and it didn't quite start recording where I thought it did. Um, last movie we talked about was Vice. Um, and I think I did Geostorm on this, too, which is going to come into play. And as you know, one of my favorite movies in the history of cinema is Independence Day. And it's perfectly serviceable sequel, Independence Day Resurgence, which I know is an unpopular opinion. But it's a fine movie. Perfectly fine. Exactly the level of crazy and stupid that I was hoping for when I walked into it. And who would have thought that, you know, people weren't going to like it. Um, so, the uh, the movie we talk about today is um, similar to Geostorm and similar to Independence Day. Because it seems like it's very heavily inspired by the producer and director of these movies, Roland Emmerich, the... The man, the myth, the legend himself, um, who creates disaster porn like it's nobody's business. Uh, the movie I'm talking about is called Wandering Earth. You probably didn't hear of it because I didn't know it existed until I saw um, it on AMC Stubbs A-list. Um, and it came up as something that was playing in my local theater. I was looking for something to see today that wasn't, you know... Uh, well, first of all, I was looking to see if either The Green Book or The Favorite was playing. Um, and neither of those were. So I was like, okay, what else can I watch? And it's like, well... Not really into Happy Death Day to you, not really into I'll See Alita Tomorrow. This was playing, Wandering Earth. And it sounded cool, and I looked up what it was, because I made the mistake of going into Roma blind, and that was an emotionally draining experience. And I'll talk about that on this week's uh, Oscars extravaganza on 30-minute reviews. But uh, this movie doesn't quite have that emotional, you know, to it. Uh, but that's not what the point is. Uh, I looked it up to see what it was about. And the basic premise is the sun's dying, so they gotta push the earth somewhere else. So that way, you know, it doesn't die with it. So, something is stellar in there. There's a lot of things that you can tell were not ripped, but like lovingly homaged to other movies. And it, it really is a love letter to the genre of science fiction, this movie. Um,. And the acting's pretty good, but there are a few things that maybe it's just because the movie's not in English, and I, it, it, it's literally translated, um, so maybe it's just I'm missing things because of a cultural disconnect between me and the movies in Mandarin Chinese, and maybe it's just a cultural disconnect between expressions and idiomatic expressions and things like that, that maybe it just was lost on me. Um, but we'll get to that a little bit later. So the movie is basic, that was the movie's basic premise, and... Uh, I saw that its visual effects are amazing, um, and it I, it's definitely worth seeing it for that alone. So, let's talk about what my major issues are with this movie, because I think that's, where, that's probably my best place to start, is that this movie isn't functionally bad. It's not like some other movies that are, are functionally um, inept, that I've seen in the last year or so. Um... The, uh, like, uh, Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot had a lot of functional problems, 
And I think this movie's fundamental problem is, from a storytelling perspective, um, the relationships between the characters that appear throughout the movie are not quite defined well. Um, and it's like, okay, so we know that in the very beginning of the movie, we have the father, his dad, and the son. Um, then we go in to like the, that there's like a, a beginning, like a, like a, almost like a, a prologue where it's like the dad says he's going up to space, leaves some with the grandfather. And then we learn a little bit about the, the wandering earth initiative, whatever it was called, where they're going to move the earth to another solar system. So that way the sun doesn't eat it. Um, as it expands and then explodes. Um, so then we jump forward 17 years, and the dad's up on the space station, the sun's on, uh, down on the ground, and this is where I see the similarities to Geostorm. Um, uh, maybe it's just a coincidence, um, considering how close in proximity these two movies are, considering one was in 2016, I believe, and one was now, but it's also far enough apart we can say it's an homage in terms of the styling and the way the, the story kind of works, jumping between the two. Um, where there's a plot on the space station, and there's a plot on the planet itself, and, um, they don't, they kind of intertwine a little bit, but not as much as you would like, um, so anyway, we have, um, the, uh, the people on the space station know they're running into a risk, because it's like, um, uh, they, they have to slingshot around Jupiter, use Jupiter's gravity to, you know, propel themselves, further into the new solar system as and use, using all that. Um, that's actually not explained until the very end of the movie as to why that needed to happen. And I don't know if that's poor editing or if that's a mess up on the framing device's part because it's obvious the movie's utilizing a framing device explaining what the Wandering Earth Initiative is. Um, but that's a, uh, that I think is a debate for another day whether or not that was just edited poorly. Um, so we find out at the end of the movie that the purpose is that way they can conserve fuel. They're going to slingshot around Jupiter using its gravity to do that. Now, um, of course, things go awry because as these things do, otherwise there wouldn't be a movie if things didn't go awry. Um, so he, we have the, the Earth gets too close to Jupiter. So on the space station, um, it turns out that there was a, a second thing where... Like Interstellar, where it's like, we're going to try and save humanity, but if we can't save humanity, we're going to, um, if we can't save humanity, we're going to, uh, kind of, uh, try and build a new humanity somewhere else. And that's basically what the plan is, and we find that out again later, too, because the whole Heli uh, Helios project isn't quite explained or even talked about or anything like that until, like, the middle of the second act, a very late third uh, second act. Um, so the earth starts falling apart, and this is another problem I have with this movie: is that if you follow the story on the on the surface, is that there's no clear cut objective starting out, or the character, the main character, on the surface, the son doesn't have a clear motivation. Why does he want to leave? What's waiting for him? Where he wants to go? Where does he want to go? Even. Um, all of that stuff's kind of not explained, and it's not ever explained, and there's no good reason why it's not explained. I mean, I guess it's not important, because fundamentally, the plot comes in and kind of pushes him along for the rest of the movie, but it'd be nice to know why he wants to leave um, the underground city he's living in so badly. What What's there, and what's somewhere else that makes him want to leave so badly? And the movie doesn't quite explain that to you, or show you even, or give you any indication what that is. 
Because, like, his family's there. His father will be returning in a day. What's so bad about there compared to other places? Why does he want to go out and see the world? Does he, he just have wanderlust? Is it? Uh, is he trying to escape something? It, there's no clear reason why he wants to leave. Um, so we have this issue with um, with that. Um, they get arrested at a checkpoint. Uh, him and his sister, who are both main characters. Grandfather comes to get them. And then the earthquakes start happening from being too close to Jupiter. And this is where our our plot really hits a uh, turbulence a little bit. Um, because fundamentally, this is a pretty sound setup. But the problem is, we have the issue that a lot of people pointed out with Jin Erso from Rogue One. Is that the plot doesn't really happen. Uh, she doesn't proactively affect the plot as a protagonist. The plot happens to her, and she goes along with it. And that's what happens with the characters here. They aren't quite um, propelling the plot themselves. Everyone around them is propelling the plot around them. And then they're just like, ah, fuck it, what are we going to do? Let's just go with it. Um, and therein lies probably one of the biggest fundamental issues with this movie. Is that until the third act, uh, the, the, the second act, and the come up with the plan at the very end, and then the, into the third act, the protagonists don't actually have an active role in the movie. Um... Until it's fundamentally, you know, they're the only ones left to make decisions. They're like, well, you know what? Let's do it. Because, um, like, first it's like, okay, we want to go home. And then it's like, okay, we got to help move this core thing to where it needs to go. And then it's like, okay, well, now we want to go home again. And it's like, okay, well, now there's no other trip, but we got to try and do this. Because, like, well, I, I don't like it in these disaster movies when people, when the protect, maybe it's just, this is probably just a me thing, but if you're going to do a disaster movie, make sure that the protagonists in the disaster movie, um, actively want to save the Earth and aren't just doing it for our own self-preservation because they've exhausted all the other options. It, it, maybe that's just me who doesn't like it when that happens because it feels like it feels not disingenuous, but it feels kind of like they're like, well, what else are we gonna do? And it's like that's not really a hero, which is what you kind of are expecting in a movie like this. Is you're expecting someone to stand up and be like, this is what needs to happen for the betterment of everyone around me, not just for me. Um, but the uh, the movie doesn't quite do that. It kind of just um, keeps the uh, what's it called? It kind of just keeps them going. Like, like they they just kind of keep moving along with the plot because they have no other no other choice really. Um, so then the um, like they don't really like, and then all these characters start dying as as they do in disaster movies and. Because characters are dying, you, you, you feel bad, because, like... And they always do this weird thing. I don't know if it's that thing in Chinese cinema that they do. But any time a character dies, they get a short monologue um, from beyond the grave. Not to anyone in specific, more, more to the audience and ta talking about their... And that's the only time we really get the relationship development, is talking to the audience about the relationship to other characters. Um, and it's like... There's no real reason, and then it's like, then we get toward the uh, the third act. We get a we get a nice. There's a nice homage at the end of this movie um, to Independence Day, and I think we'll wrap up with the plot summary there, um, where the father in the future. And again, I call this show beware of spoilers because we're gonna spoil the movie. Uh, the father who's on the space station above them flies the uh, flies the suicide mission um, into this beam they're firing at Jupiter. To um, to try and like, uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Um, 
they're flying at Jupiter to uh, create a propulsion wave that kind of shoots off and, uh, what's it called, uh, saves everyone on the planet. Um, they can't quite reach it with the wave that they created, so they need to get another little bump of juice in there. Um, and they, uh, so when that happens, the father flies the spaceship that's got all the stuff, all the, the fuel in it into it to kind of create an explosion and a shockwave that send Earth away. And it's like, it's very much like what, um, the, uh, the redneck dad from Independence Day does when he flies his, uh, his plane. In the original cut, he flew his little biplane when a missile attached. But they, they edited it to be a, uh, what's it called? To make it be a, make it a more spur-of-the-moment suicide mission, which I, I agree with that decision in the movie, but that's not the point. We're not talking about Independence Day. We're talking about Wandering Earth. And he he flies in as a suicide mission to save everyone on Earth, and, you know, and then things happen. And that's that's functionally the end of the movie, because then the Earth is propelled away. Yay, everyone's, everyone's, saved, everyone's saved, and that's the, uh, what's it called? That's the end of the movie. But I think fundamentally going forward with movies like this, what people, what needs to happen, and if you look at Geostorm, Geostorm had a lot of problems, but the character relationships and how people felt towards each other was always clearly defined. Um, in this movie, character relationships aren't defined, and that's because they keep jumping around from person to person to person to person to person, and they don't ever give you time with any character to quite establish a relationship with them. They're all just um, something that serves a purpose to the plot, more of an object than they are a human with emotions. They're all one-dimensional. That They all have fundamental emotions, and they have, and they have a Sims-like uh, relationship to each other where it's like friends, grandfather, best friend, not even best friend, like acquaintance that they met in a jail. Um... But there's no real depth to it. There's nothing more than a superficial fam familiar relationship or anything like that. And because of that, you're supposed to feel bad. And it that's what they really needed, would have made this movie a lot better. Is if we had um, concrete, um, concrete family relationships. And concrete... Like, if they had depth to them, and if, they, if the characters had more than just what their role was and, like, a single or two personality traits, like, scared sister, um, like, over-the-top, tough brother who's, like, trying to make himself look tougher than he is, um, grandfather, which is his entire character, is grandfather. And it's like the dad is dad. Um, then it's like there's stereotypical Russian. Like it's it, that that's that everyone's just a one dimensional, like not stereotype, but a one dimensional character. Um, and that's fundamentally what a movie falls apart for me. Um, I don't think it's to be my top ten list at the end of this year, um, but it's still pretty solid entry to start the year off. Um, so if you haven't seen it, give it a shot. The movie is entirely in Mandarin, so if you don't want to watch a movie with subtitles, maybe this movie's not for you. Um, but if you, if you don't have a problem with watching a movie with subtitles, then this movie definitely is worth a watch, um, if purely for the visual effects. They do a great job on this movie with just the effects alone. Um, and this movie's doing very well in China so far. There's something like 500 million. Um, so yeah, so definitely check it out, Wandering Earth. Uh, it's going to be in theaters for a little bit, I think, um, considering, like, today they had, like, five showings, and usually my theater shows a few Bollywood movies every once in a while. Um... 
and they only run like one day or two days. This has a substantial theatrical run here, um, longer even than the favorite. I've seen more showings for this than I've seen for the favorite during its entire run, and I didn't see any for Cold War, and I really want to see that. So, um, so yeah, uh, definitely check this out. Um, we'll wrap up there for today, though. Uh, have a good week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.